This interview changed my life. Truly, after I wrapped up this conversation with Tara Lee, I made a commitment to do the Bible recap in 2021, and I can honestly say that nothing has changed my relationship with Scripture and therefore my relationship with God quite like this reading plan and guide has. Understanding the biblical context in a complete way, seeing Jesus through the whole story of Scripture and falling in love with the God of the Old and New Testament has been a game changer. So this is me begging you to listen in on this interview and make a decision to read the Bible this next year with Tara Lee. I think it could just change your life and introduce you to the God you may have never known before. Let's go. Welcome to the Faith School Podcast. This podcast is for women of faith who are ready to be transformed from the inside out, to integrate their life and faith, and to begin a life on mission. This practical podcast is not just a list of how-tos, but it's here to prompt you to take action and adopt the kingdom way of life, surrender to a holy God. My name is Leah, and I'm joining you in the messy middle of a surrendered faith. Come on in, take a seat. Class is now in session. To those of you who are new to the podcast, welcome, and to my old faithfuls, welcome back. A belated Merry Christmas to everybody. I hope that you really had an incredible time with your families. And this week we are having a rerun that felt so appropriate to reshare in our Back to Basics series. As, you know, reading through the scriptures is a basic, essential, and an unbelievably beautiful call on our lives as believers. This year I went through my second full round going through the New and Old Testament. And this time, like I mentioned before, I was using the program that our guest Tara Lee Cobble has created called the Bible Recap. If you didn't skip through the intro, then you may have heard how much I have loved going through the Bible recap this year. And as I will share in the episode, the Bible has been honestly a bit of a tough part of my journey. I distrusted it for a really long time because I didn't like what it said about me. I didn't like what it said about people that I love. But over the years, my heart has softened to it. And this year, I feel like I am only at the beginning of an explosive love for the Word of God. And what a difference a year makes. Being able to understand what I'm reading and to truly see more of the incredible character of God has changed the lens through which I am reading it now. Please welcome the incredible Tara Lee Cobble to Faith School. Welcome Tara Lee to Lab I-68. I'm incredibly honored that you are here to talk to us about scripture, about the Bible, and just all the work that you do with the Bible, I just think is so cool and so encouraging. And so before we really dive in here, if you could just let us know a little bit about your roles right now and where are you recording from? I am recording from my apartment in the skies of Dallas, Texas. I live in a concrete box in the sky (laughs) and I love it. Uh, And so I'm the founder and uh, CEO of an organization. Wow. A organization. That's almost what I said. Ministry organization. I combined those and I speak for a living, which is kind of a crazy (laughs) thing given what just happened. But I started D group, which stands for discipleship group a little over a decade ago. Mm -hmm. And we have Bible studies in homes and churches and online around the world every week. Mm-hmm. And um, we dive deep into specific topics of scripture and specific books of the Bible. Then out of D Group, I began doing a daily podcast called The Bible Recap, where we read through the chronological reading plan of the Bible together in a year. And 
as you're doing your uh, 12 minutes ish of reading per day and you've come across something, you have no idea what it means or why yeah. it's important or how, what is this about? I don't understand. Why would God do that? <laughs> then you come and listen to the podcast and I explain what we just read culturally, historically, biblically, all of that. I love it. That's uh, so smart. So, so smart. So can you take us to the beginning of all of that? Like what was your relationship like with scripture before you began your ministry? Because just a little background for me, I have always found the Bible to be really intimidating. And- <laughs> so like everyone else, right? Yeah, yeah seriously. <laughs> it's just been a bit of a journey for me to actually really enjoy mm. my time in scripture. Um, so could you take us to like, what was your relationship like with it before you began your ministry? Leah, I relate to everything you just said. Um, what's crazy is before I started D Group and the Bible Recap, I was already in full-time ministry and had not read through the Bible because mm-hmm. of those things, because it was intimidating and I wasn't really uh, drawn in by it. I felt like I already kind of knew enough from going to church and reading devotionals and mm-hmm. listening to worship music. And I was like, I think I got this down. I understand this. Um, mm-hmm. I don't need to like read it all, all the way through. And I figured I'd pieced it together over the years. So one might wonder why I was in full-time ministry, if that's the way I felt about scripture. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> I knew the Bible was true. Mm-hmm. I was like, I believe this is true. I want to build my life around this. I believe this is how to live and this is the God who made us and this is how he is in relationship with us. And Mm -hmm. so I built my life around the word, but I wasn't really in love with the word or in love with God. I just knew it was true. Right. And so traveling, doing ministry, I met a pastor in South Carolina who became a friend of mine. And one time when I was on tour there, I had a conversation with him where he asked me if I'd ever read through the whole Bible. And I basically said what I've just said to you, like, I think I've pieced it together over the years. Right, right. And he said, "Uh, I think you should start today and read the whole (laughs) thing. Let your eyes fall on every word. Oh, wow. And I was like, "Uh, I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to want to do that, you know? Yeah. Like, I wish I were the kind of person who wanted to do that. I wanted to love the truth. But I didn't. I just knew it was true, uh, you know? And so, I mean, my experience with reading scripture up to that point was really that I was just looking for my to-do list. This is the truth. I want to live by it. Right. And sometimes I treated that truth like it was some kind of token for what I wanted. And so it's like, okay, I've done what you ask. Now it's time for you, God, to do what I ask because that's how this works. Right, right. So it was just so transactional and not relational, not emotional. I was just consenting and assenting to this truth. Mm -hmm. That's what it was like before I read through the Bible. Yeah, that's so, so relatable to me. I have always wanted to be a person that has like wanted to love scripture. And it has only, I would say it's only been in the last couple, maybe two years where I've really enjoyed that time Mm. getting to know God Mm -hmm. more and more. What changed that for you? Yeah, that's a great question. I think, well, it kind of started, my husband and I went on a trip to Thailand and we were working with Wycliffe Thai. It's a Bible translation organization. And just the the dedication that they had to the word and how much that they believed in everybody having scripture in their own heart language, mm-hmm. that they were willing to, honestly willing to die for it because they were going into some dangerous territory. I mean, to see that level of dedication, it started a mm-hmm. shift in me where I was like, okay, I, I think this is, this is something here. And then I read 
Women of the Word by um, Jen Wilkin. Jen, yes. It's the best book. Isn't that so book great? Good. It's so oh, good. I love it. Yeah. Oh, it's so and, good. And when she makes the point of like, hey, the Bible actually isn't about you. Right. It, it's actually about God. And if I'm in love with Jesus, I love God. Then I want to get to know him better and his character better. And you just, I don't know, it just started a shift. It's just mm-hmm. it's been a very, I can't say it's one moment, but it's just been like a, over time. I just feel like I've been able to embrace it a little bit more. Yeah. I love that book. I read it a few years ago and Jen is a, a friend and I texted her afterward and I was like, I literally found myself, I would just be pressing my face to the pages of that book. I would open it up and just be like, I was like, I love this book so much. It's so good. So if there are any of your listeners who have not read that book yet, oh. Women of the Word by Jen Wilkin, it's... Jen. Oh, it's so good. good. It's Mm -hmm. so good. I've recommended that one many, many times before too, Mm because it's it's excellent. Mm -hmm. So once that shift had kind of started and then you're thinking about D groups, what, how did that all start? How did the D group start and and the Bible recap? Can you tell us that journey? So D group started because as I was reading through the Bible, now I'll be honest, Leah, my first trip through the Bible was not pretty and it wasn't for lack of discipline. It was because I had been in church my whole life, had been listening to pastors. I grew up in a Christian bookstore, like my family owns a Christian oh, bookstore. Okay. That was my first job. I had access to all this information about God that I had built my life around mm-hmm. and somehow found out that it was incomplete in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. Mm-hmm. Now, that's my own fault because I had the whole Bible and I wasn't reading it, right? So no one's right. to blame for that but me. Right. But I, I was seeing all these things about God that I'd never seen before. And I wasn't sure I liked him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, what do I do now? I'm in full-time ministry. I'm not sure I like the God I'm talking about all the time. And the other thing was, I still knew it was true. And I was like, oh, this is so frustrating because mm-hmm. now it's true and I don't like him. Right. And so that was a real struggle. But I wanted to have people to discuss what I was reading with. I needed to process this with other people. Primarily, I was processing it with that pastor friend, my Mm -hmm. mentors, things like that, other people who who weren't also going through the Bible for the first time, right? Mm -hmm. That's a train wreck. When you're trying to go with (laughs) other people and no one's coming alongside you to guide you, it's the blind leading the blind. Mm -hmm. So I needed to go through it with my mentors and they were teaching me a lot as I'm doing it. And so I'm like, okay, I want to process this with other people. I want to study the word with other people. I want to talk about this with other people. And so I started D group thinking it was just going to be me and these nine women in the living room, having no idea what the Lord had in store for it. So it turns out a lot of people want to understand and read and love scripture. So praise the Lord. You know, we're now on six continents, I think, and 300 ish leaders of groups around the world, men's groups, women's groups, Spanish groups, things like that. And so that first trip through the Bible was very eye-opening, but it wasn't until my second trip through scripture that I like fell in love with him. Mm. I just, I fell in love with him. And it was because my mentors were A, answering my questions along the way, and B, they wouldn't let me off the hook with something I was frustrated about or confused by. They said, lean in, keep looking for God's character. You said, you don't like what you saw. Keep looking for that. Next time you see it, consider maybe what his motives are behind that action or why does he love what he loves? Why does he hate what he hates? What's going on here? What are his priorities? What are his motives? 
Look for his character. Don't just take out of context the one thing that you saw him say or do that you didn't like and pin the blame on him. You got to look at the whole story. Yeah. And so it took me a couple of times through scripture before I was able to do that and see that and love what I was beholding. Because on my first trip through, I was still reading it like I'd always read it. Like we just talked about, like application. What's my takeaway? How do I, what do I need to do? Mm-hmm. Or I treated it like a pharmacy where I would go and get whatever I needed to make it through the day. Right. You know, let me find a verse that talks about how God's going to fulfill all my desires. Yeah. That's what I need today. I need to, I need to be re- reminded that God's going to fulfill all my desires. That's what I need today. So I'll go grab that first and that'll be sufficient. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that is kind of almost how we're conditioned to do it though. Like, I think that's why it's so important that we're having this conversation because I feel like there's a disconnect. It's like, okay, get in the word, get in the word, be encouraged, get mm-hmm. in the word. I mean, how many times have we hear that? But like, how do you do that? And like, what does it really mean? And why is it so important that we not only memorize verse here, verse there, but see the Mm -hmm. whole story of the Bible. So, yeah, exactly. It's this extraction of the singular verse or the singular idea that has really done us a disservice. I mean, it's, it's Mm -hmm. really great that we have these beautiful snapshots of these little fragments of who God is. Those are important, but that's certainly not the whole story. You know, I can't pull out a quote from you and know everything about who you are. If I find, you know, something like a note that you wrote your husband or the note that you put in your kid's lunchbox, it doesn't tell me a whole lot about, it shows me a little bit about who you are, but I can't presume to know you based on that. And I had a conversation not long ago with a man who is working on, there are a few companies that have endeavored to this project of pulling the chapters and verses out of scripture so that you just read it as it was written to be read. Mm. And he talked about how that practice of adding those chapters and verses to make this an easier way to refer to things, because it's a reference tool. It's not, you know, it's not divinely inspired. It's not in the original text. And it was just added a few hundred years ago. And he said, this kind of, it didn't ruin things, right. but it changed things forever. Because now what we do is we grab what we want and we disregard the rest. We don't look at the context at all. Mm-hmm. And God's promise books that we have and the you know devotionals that are, here's like one verse and I'm going to write two paragraphs about it. And that's all you need to know about the Lord today. And devotionals are great as yeah. a supplemental tool, but people often read them instead of the Bible. That's right. Especially I feel like women who are in busy seasons, it's kind of like, mm-hmm. I just need a taste. <laughs> right. Yeah. <of> scripture. <laughs> right. When really like being in the word would actually fill us. Right. In, in a totally it's, different it's way. It's a fast food, junk food drive through. Not, ju- I don't want to say it's junk food, but it's no, certainly yeah. fast food. It's, do you guys have Chick-fil-A in Canada? <laughs> oh my gosh. This is my biggest regret about living up here is that we don't have Chick-fil-A. <laughs> it makes me so sad. <laughs> Oh man. Well, I'm sure Chick-fil-A isn't quite, it's not exactly health food, let's be honest, but it's uh, maybe has less poison than the other ones. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. I think we exist in a world where we already have so much going on and we just take what we can get and without realizing that with just slightly more effort, slightly more time. I mean, you can read the whole Bible in a year in 12 minutes a day. That's on average. So if you're very busy, maybe you're a slow reader, maybe you have a learning disability, the yeah. Bible app will read it to you for mm-hmm. free. Mm-hmm. Anybody who's listening to this podcast can access the Bible app for free. Right. And and the Bible app will read it to you. 
and you can even pick the accent you want it read in. Like we are in the most Bible drenched society in the history of the world. And yet we aren't drenching ourselves in the Bible. We are, you know, just giving it a fragment. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I just want to go into like the Bible recap and where that kind of came from, because mm-hmm. is that kind of a need that you were trying to fulfill through the Bible recap? Yes. Yeah. So like I said earlier, I honored the Bible, I guess, or tried to honor. I don't know. I affirmed that the Bible was true. We'll leave it at that. I yeah. affirmed <laughs> that the Bible was true. What it said, I had no idea because I hadn't read it, but whatever it said, I said was true. Right. So right. anyway, the thing that had kept me from scripture was, first of all, I didn't understand it. I had all of these stories. I had all of these verses that I'd clipped out of context. I had no idea how they all fit together. And when I tried to read it front to back, it did not help. It did not make any sense. Yeah. But that's because the Bible is not laid out in the order of a story. It's laid out like a library. Right. Sections, history, poetry, law. And so you don't get the overarching storyline. And we are people of story. Mm -hmm. We love story. We're driven by story. You want to change a law, tell a story. Mm -hmm. And so I needed to read it in chronological order. And as I did, I was encountering all these questions about how to piece it together and all that. And someone helped me answer those questions. My Mm -hmm. pastor friend, my mentors, they answered my questions along the way. So that as I'm hitting each roadblock, each thing that would make me go, well, I didn't get anything out of this today. I don't understand what I just read. Why would I come back and read it again tomorrow? They were equipping me with that. That's right. So I wanted to come alongside other people and do that. And, you know, when I started the Bible recap, I was on my 10th trip through scripture. Wow. The past last year and this year, I've read the Bible twice each year. So I'm now on my 14th trip through. And we just, we released the Bible recap book because one of the other obstacles people encounter is that they are visual learners or they like the tactile experience. They don't auditory, they can't retain anything. And so we released the podcast in book form because we're like, okay, this is an obstacle. Let's help people get over this obstacle. Mm -hmm. And I really just wanted to overcome the obstacle. So I wanted to say time, listen, you do have time. You know, anybody listening to this podcast has time. Mm -hmm. You can listen to the Bible while you're in the shower, while you're driving to work. You can have one air pod in while you're, you know, doing something else, cooking dinner or whatever you need to do. Mm -hmm. You can listen to the Bible and then you can listen to the Bible recap. If you've got more time and you can sit down with it, you can read your Bible with your eyes and then you can read the Bible recap book with your eyes. Mm -hmm. So getting people over those obstacles and showing them this is possible for you. You just haven't had access to the tools or known where to find the tools or things like that. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just a toolbox handing people tools. That's that's what I'm doing um, because I couldn't do it well until someone helped me. Yeah. Yeah. It's so important just being in community when you're actually going through the scriptures. It's just, it's so key. I'm curious as you've gone through the Bible so many times, which is inspiring for me, I need to get on that. But how have you seen your own life transform over time as you've become more invested in scripture? The thing that has been the most delightful and unexpected is, you know, Just the picture that we see in scripture is that God says that he will fulfill the work that he began in us. He will carry it on to the day of completion. Mm -hmm. Scripture says from him, through him, and to him are all things. Mm -hmm. 
And what we see in scripture is this picture of him being the God who is the source, supply, and goal. What he initiates, he will sustain, and he will fulfill. As we say on the Bible recap, he does the doing. Mm -hmm. And so I had spent my whole life trying to arrange my life and my heart and fix my desires and all of these things so that I could be what he was telling me I should be. Whereas when I just spent time with him, I started to become like him because of beholding him, being near him and him being at work in me. And so I used to be the person who would get angry in traffic and know I shouldn't be angry, but dismiss it and be like, whatever, that's normal, you know? Mm -hmm. And then I got to the point where I was like, okay, I'm angry in traffic, but I feel bad about it afterward, you know? Mm. Or like in the moment where I'm like, justifying it. Well, he shouldn't have done that, you know, that kind of thing. (laughs) And then now I'm to the point where it's crazy. My response in traffic is a different one, but it's not by my doing. Mm -hmm. Like literally this this (laughs) motorcycle was like whizzing past me on the freeway yesterday. And my thought was not you idiot. My thought was, (laughs) Oh Lord, help him get there safely. Wherever he's going, help him get there safely. Please protect him. Right. And somebody, you know, starts to like cut me off in traffic instead of like try to rage and fight for my, you know, 16 feet, uh, I don't know, four meters, five meters, whatever that is of, um, of highway in front of me. So I can get that spot and show them that I'm, you know, whatever, who knows mm-hmm. it's like, oh, Hey, I can help you. Come on over. You need, you need to be in this lane. Come on over. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not me, Leah. That is not, I, I've lived a long time with me. I know yeah. what I'm like. That is not me. And I could not coach myself into that behavior. Mm. That is him at work in me. And it's weird <laughs> because I see it and I'm like, I do not recognize that, but it's weird in a delightful and joy inducing way. Totally. Because when I fix my eyes on him, he is beautiful. He is lovely. I want to be like that. I can't make myself be like that. Mm-hmm. But he in me does the doing. Mm-hmm. That's what I love. I love when I see him in me and l- less of me and more of him. That's so good. It's, it's, and it's so true. We can have a tendency to kind of uh, pat ourselves on the back, <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> right. But really it's, it's all Jesus. It's all Jesus. Yeah. So I'm just want to talk to the people that are, you know, as we're getting into the kind of the practical part of this, talking to people that are just intimidated by scripture um, and knowing how to start reading it and how to start understanding it. Mm-hmm. I want to speak to those people because I've been there. I still feel like I'm just getting out of that a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so what would just be like your encouragement to someone who is just starting to, you know, dip their toes into this world of the Bible? <laughs> yeah, I have a three-pronged encouragement a little fork of encouragement, if you will. (laughs) Okay. So is the fork I'm poking you with. Uh, The first is what we talked about with time. Like Mm -hmm. you actually do have the time. It may look different than you thought it would look, but you are not looking to create a perfect experience. You're looking to build a relationship and that is going to take some time. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if I'm building a friendship with you, Leah, I don't always have to only be alone with you. I can be with you with your family. I can be with you with my family. I can be with you at church, with our friends, whatever. And so you don't have to get alone in a quiet space where you can focus on your Bible. Like if your kids are running around, how great is it that they see you reading the Bible? Yeah. You know, how great is that? Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be quiet time. Yeah. So just you find the time somehow. 
if it's while you're cooking dinner and your kids know, hey, while mommy's cooking dinner, she is listening to the Bible. So I can be in here doing what I'm doing, you know, playing on my PlayStation or doing my homework or whatever, but I'm not going to talk to mom because she's listening to the Bible right now, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the first thing is you do have time and uh, it doesn't have to look perfect. It can just be what it is. Yeah. The second thing is you don't have to be a Bible scholar. Like no one expects you to know everything before you start reading the thing you're trying to learn from. Yeah. So don't expect to understand things, expect to have your mind blown, expect to be confused because you're learning, you're getting to know someone. And I'm not a Bible scholar, never went to seminary. So, I mean, that should be an encouragement. I think like that, that my job is being a Bible teacher and I haven't been to seminary, but I've learned through being a student of the word and through digging into a lot of the resources of people who have gone to seminary and are Bible scholars. So um, don't expect that from yourself. And then the third bit of advice is you're going to miss a day. So if you are a perfectionist, this is going to chafe against your perfectionism in the best way possible because you actually, this is going to be hard to hear, you actually have no perfection to offer. Christ has the perfection. You do not. That is why we need him. And that is why, thank God, he came to be the perfect righteousness. His righteousness is assigned to us. The Father already fully approves of you, not because of what you've done, but because you are his daughter, because you are his son, because you are in Christ, Mm -hmm. you have the father's full approval. So all of the box checking, list making people out there who want to like, I'm going to read the Bible in a year and then they get two weeks in and they miss a day. And then they're like, forget it. You know, Mm -hmm. that's not going to serve you well here. That isn't serving you well. So it's time to lean out of your perfectionism and recognize that every day that you're in the word, you're right on time. Thank you. That is so good. (laughs) That's so good. I I don't know. I hate using the word perfectionist for myself, but I probably am a little bit of a perfectionist in some ways. And that was once actually part of my struggle with reading Mm -hmm. it was just like, well, I don't, I don't understand. I feel incompetent. You know, why don't I not understand this sort of thing from who knows where? Mm -hmm. Um, So I did find that discouraging, but when you think of it more as you're getting to know someone in relationship. When you start mm-hmm. dating someone, you don't know anything about them. Right. Generally, like you're yeah. trying to hang out with someone. So yeah, that's just, that's so good. Okay. So as people are starting to get into digging into scripture, what have you found are some of like, maybe the misconceptions or the mistakes that we kind of make in the beginning? Uh, maybe like perfection of some, some of the stuff that you mentioned already, it might be part of it, but what do you find is kind of maybe a bigger mistake that we make when we're starting to get into the word? I think that most natural mistake is that we look for ourselves. I think that's the thing that a, we're, we're all naturally selfish. Mm-hmm. We're all naturally, we're concerned about ourselves. Yeah. And so we're looking for ourselves mm-hmm. and whether that is looking for our to-do list or looking for the promises of God so that we can, you know, make demands of him mm-hmm. or whether it's even just like the way we look at stories like David and Goliath, who are like, I'm going to fight the giants in my life. And it's like, you're not the hero of this story. This is not a story about you. Yeah. yeah. You're probably actually more like Goliath than, than David. You're, you're a Philistine, yeah. you know? So looking for ourselves in scripture is, I find the most common mistake. It's the most frequently made mistake. And it's also the one that we have worked really hard at the Bible recap to help people overcome it. 
-hmm. One of the things that we do every day on the podcast and in the book is we end each day with what we call the God shot, Mm -hmm. which is every day we're like, what did you see about God's character? So God shot like a drink, but a (laughs) shot like a picture, like a snapshot. (laughs) So what is your snapshot, your image and your picture of God and his character? What did did you see about what God loves? What does he, what does he do? What does he say? What does he love? What does he hate? What motivates him to do what he does? You know, the things we just talked about a few Mm -hmm. minutes ago, Mm -hmm. looking for God's character so that when you end your reading each day, you can go away and and meditate on what you beheld about God and his character as opposed to what you're supposed to do. So this is really hard for people, especially, Mm -hmm. like I said, it's a teaching tool. It's something that you learn over time as you practice it more and more, because when people first start doing this, they're like, okay, I have learned today. My my God shot is that I need to be nicer to my kids. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, no, that's not your God shot. That's your you shot. (laughs) And that's not what we're looking for. And so people are so geared to look for themselves and try to take away their application point. An application is all well and good, but application that doesn't come from relationship that isn't rooted in the heart of love and affection for the person that you are obeying and delighting in. We all hit the bottom of that real hard and real fast, and you will come to the end of yourself. Mm -hmm. And so I want women to not come away from that day's reading in scripture and feel burdened by the extra to do on their list and feel shamed by all the ways that they're falling short. I want them to come away buoyed and sustained and enlivened by the character and the person of God and what they've seen that will carry them through their day. And when you see God's great patience toward you, Mm. a continually rebellious sinner, when you see that and see that and see that and see that, and that begins to form itself in your head and your heart, that will pour out of you into your relationship with your children as a natural byproduct, not as a to-do. Oh. I should say as a supernatural byproduct. Yeah, so good. So good. I once heard um, a pastor say, you know, when Jesus is speaking to the prostitute and everyone's like, you know, puts themselves in the position of Jesus. And he's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> You're the prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. You're not Jesus yep, in this yep. scenario. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So for me, I'm like, a, I want to know how to do this properly mm-hmm. and what the method is. Right. Um, so do you have a particular method for reading scripture or any ones that you could maybe recommend to us? Um, I, like I mentioned earlier, I love the chronological. Mm-hmm. Um, I think before you do deep dives into sections of scripture or things like that, it's really important to spend a few trips through scripture, getting the whole lay of the land. Mm-hmm. Because then you can really dive deep into that with the understanding of the whole context and the whole council of scripture. So I would say take a couple of trips through chronologically mm-hmm. before a deep dive. Now, mm-hmm. that's not to say you can't do them simultaneously. Uh, mm-hmm. Like in D group, we're doing deep dives into right now we're studying Revelation. But in the Bible recap, we're still you know reading through the whole Bible. Right. But for 12 weeks, we're dwelling on Revelation in D group. So, you know, a lot of our members do both things. They do the Bible recap and they do D group. And so they're getting both of those at the same time. But I think it's very important to get the whole lay of the land. That is my favorite way to study. It's the one that's been the most helpful for me. And it's so much easier for me to connect the dots. Yeah. You know, that's what I think is the most helpful. Totally. And I think the morning is great. I'm not a morning person. I am a night owl. Mm -hmm. And so I always did it at night. But the next day, I couldn't have told you what I read. I was not meditating on the word in my sleep. (laughs) It was not serving me in any way. So if you can do the morning, that's great. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or or as early in your day as you can fit it. 
Yeah. And I love, you know, there are a lot of free study Bibles and tools online. We're always in the Bible recap. We're always linking to resources in the show notes so that people, we can point people to other sermons or articles or, you know, pieces in study Bibles that they can see these things and learn how to study the Bible for themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so important because you, you know, you don't want to just like keep feeding. You'd have to actually teach people how to do it themselves. Right. You right? got to teach people how to fish. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I'm curious then, like when you are reading the Bible, when you're in scripture, you were saying like, you don't, we don't want it to just like float away after we've read it. Right. Yeah. So are you interacting with God when you are reading scripture? How do you, how do you do that? Do you like pray ahead of time or during, or do you have a way? Of- yeah, I do. Actually, I have, there's a series of five prayers that I pray every day before I read the Bible. And they're just very short prayers. And if you okay. do the Bible recap, we have our Bible reading plan on the Bible app. And each day we've linked those five prayers at the beginning to remind other people like, Hey, this is a good thing to pray before you read scripture every day. So mm-hmm. it's uh, number one, God, give me wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. So I'm, I'm acknowledging him as the source of those things and asking him to distribute those to me yeah. as I read and before I read. Um, number two, God, let any knowledge I gain serve to help me love you and others more and not puff me up because scripture mm-hmm. says knowledge puffs up. I know by experience that knowledge puffs up. Yeah, That's gross. It doesn't draw me to God. Um, it doesn't draw others to God. It doesn't draw others to me. So I don't want that to happen. Yeah. Number three, God help me see something new about you that I've never seen before. So I'm asking him, teach me something new. The word is living and active. I want to learn something new about you today. I mean, you know, Jen Wilkins says the heart cannot love what the mind does not know. Yeah. I want to know more. The more I know about him, the more I will love about him. He is infinitely lovable. Mm-hmm. I just read a A.W. Pink book called The Attributes of God, and he talks about how we treat things like God's wrath as things we have to tolerate, um, mm. that it's not lovely, that we just kind of have to like abide by it because he is so merciful and gracious that we can put up with his wrath yeah. as opposed to his wrath being actually praiseworthy. Mm, interesting. Like we would not trust someone who did not have an intolerance for sin. Yeah. You know, then number four is God correct any lies I believe about you or anything I misunderstand. So any, any belief that I'm bringing to the scriptures that I am holding that is wrong, I want the scripture to set it right. So not only am I teaching, teach me something new, but fix anything I thought I knew that I didn't know (laughs) that I knew wrongly. And then finally, God direct my steps according to your word. So all these things I'm seeing about you, all these things I'm learning about you, just plant my feet in those Mm -hmm. spaces. That's how I engage Mm -hmm. with God before I read the word. Now, while I'm reading I am engaging with God. That is my engagement there. And then, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, another thing, we <laughs> I don't just have one daily podcast. I have two daily podcasts, which is kind of ridiculous. But the other one is a, wow. um, it's, yeah. a, <laughs> it's, a it's, it's not a secret podcast. It's just a private podcast. So it's available through our Patreon, but it's called the Bible Knee Cap, Knee, like kneeling in prayer. I love it. And it is our prayer response to what we saw about God and his character in the pages of scripture that day. And so it's, here's me praising you for the thing I just wrote about in my God shot, you know, where I saw your character, I'm now turning around and praising you for what I saw and any sins I saw displayed in that day's reading. Maybe it's a sin I've never committed or I can't ever see myself committing, but it's still, whatever is at the root of that sin is probably, it still lives in me too, you know? Mm -hmm. So 
the people who committed child sacrifice. Like, A, I don't have a child. And B, I don't, I don't ever see myself committing child sacrifice, but the thing that motivated them to do that still lives in me. I still have those same, those same selfish motivations still live in me. So I might say, you know, like the Canaanites who sacrificed their children to false gods, I too am tempted to make sacrifices to false gods to get what I want. Mm. And so I, I confess that that is in my heart. I repent of any of that, that I've, I've walked in and ask you to make my heart clean and give me better desires. So I, I sort of have my time in the word bookended with prayer. There's the prayer of, of asking him to do, and, and then there's the prayer of yielding afterward mm-hmm. uh, and submission to him and just praise and thanks. And yeah, that's how I engage with him as I'm reading. I love that because I think that when we don't view it as a relationship and more as a thing on our to-do list. Mm-hmm. then we really miss that intimacy and that interaction with God on that level. Right. Like for myself, when even just like, I'm tired, I have work to do, but I need to get this time in. And then mm-hmm. it's just, it's just never as meaningful. It's never as deep or, you know, it, it doesn't come alive as much to me when I'm not viewing it as relationship and more of something I need to cross off. Right. Yeah. yeah. And we have so many people who come to the Bible recap and say, you know, it's on my bucket list to read through the Bible. <laughs> and so they, they're like, I want to check this off my list, you know? Yeah. And what's great is I'm like, okay, we'll go along with that. But like yeah. six months in, they're like, I'm doing this every year for the rest of my life. Like they are yeah. in it. Once they start seeing God, that's the thing. It changes everything. When they start seeing God, mm-hmm. they will find a hunger they didn't know they had or that they'd been satiating with other things. Right. And I think that for so many people, they, the things that we talked about earlier, just feeling incompetent or too busy or like perfectionist tendencies, all those things that keep us from it. Those things don't get to drive. They don't get to be in charge of your life. Mm-hmm. Those things aren't the boss of you, you know? And so I was listening to a podcast yesterday about leadership and it was talking about how one of the best things to do if you keep missing the mark is to lower the barrier to entry. And so if your goal needs to be not that you check off the box of reading scripture every day, but that every day your goal is you sit down at a table and you open your Bible. Mm. That's your goal. You know what? That takes 10 seconds, 10 seconds. But what's going to happen is usually once you're seated and you've opened your Bible, you know, you're going to start reading it. That's right. And maybe it's that you sit down and you open your Bible to that day's what you would be reading if you were reading that day, you know? Mm-hmm. And those are those lanes that we enter on. That's how we get onto that highway of the, of the relationship. And we can't just sit on the side of the road and just be like, mm, wish I had that. Those people sure look like they're having a great time moving along. Mm-hmm. There is a lane for you to enter here. There mm-hmm. is more joy for you to find and experience here. So I think, you know, the people who, who join us and say, I'm going to do this in a year, they're going to be reading the Bible for the rest of their lives. Absolutely. That's exactly it. When you start seeing God in there more than like, where do I fit in? Right. I love that. I love that. Like I said, I'm so drawn in by learning. I'm on my 14th trip through and I still learn new things. It's so amazing. I love it so much. It is truly living and active. And my mind, when I learn something new, it's not humiliating that I've thought the wrong thing all along. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. Like it used to be humiliating because it was about me and it was like, oh, I'm so afraid, you know, but now yeah. it's not about, it's about the relationship. And I'm like, I learned something new about you. Oh my goodness. I never knew X, Y, Z. Yeah. You know, totally. 
I want to ask about a really kind of Christianese phrase <laughs> that we hear. <laughs> All right. I mean, I've been a Christian for a long time and I don't really feel like it's ever been well explained to me, which is meditating on God's word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what does that can right. you just like lay that out for us? How do yeah, you do that? First of mean? all, first of all, I want to acknowledge that it sounds real weird because for us, for our Western minds, it sounds really Eastern. It sounds yeah. really removed. It sounds like we're going to like sit with our legs crossed and, <laughs> yeah. you know, like hum and um, things like that. And that is not, I mean, the people we read about in the Bible are Eastern people. They are from the East. So that it is, is fair that people who are from the ancient Near East are Eastern. Right. Yeah. And so, but we see this practice all through scripture. David meditates on the word. We see Isaac is in a field meditating and praying to God. And like all of this is happening when his wife comes to him. Mm -hmm. These are practices that we see in scripture. So it is scriptural terminology. It does feel weird though. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. My idea of meditation is maybe different than other people's, but the what I see distributed across the pages of scripture and displayed for us there. And what has been meaningful to me in my relationship with the Lord is when I'm reading the Bible, here's how I describe it. It's like something jumps off the page at me in bold print font. Like mm -hmm. when something, it's just like, that's the spirit illuminating the text to impress it on our hearts, to remind us of what Jesus said, to remind us of who Jesus is. And so when that comes jumping off the page at me, mm -hmm. I want to hold that in my brain for the rest of the day. So I'm rolling it around. Like sometimes what I do, if I have a, a section of scripture, I will work through the whole phrase and put the emphasis on a different word each time mm. just to see how that changes the shape and the texture of the verse. So here's an example. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. You can say, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come to me, all who are weary and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Mm -hmm. Come to me, all who we're like, wow, you work through that verse and you see the different shapes and because we don't know where he put the emphasis. That's right. There's no italics in scripture, <laughs> like underlying highlight. Um, yeah. Right. And where it is in italics, that's really just a tool that your Bible is using to indicate a word function there. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's one way that I do it. Another way that I do it is I'll take a verse or a section of verses, and I will write it at the top of a page in my journal, and I will try to find 20 truths in it. Mm -hmm. What 20 truths can I pull from this little short passage? How dense and rich is it with truth? Yeah. And maybe it's something that I need to remind myself about throughout the day. Maybe I need to remember that like I labor and I'm heavy laden, and Jesus is the place that my heart is going to find its rest. It's not going to be in Netflix. It's not going to be in the Bluebell ice cream that I want to go buy. I don't think you guys have that in Canada. No, Maybe Ben so and Jerry's sad. might be the closest equivalent, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's not where rest comes from. That's where tummy aches come from. Yeah. Um, and so <laughs> he is my best place for rest. And I just need to remind myself of that in the craziness of my day. Yeah. And so meditating on scripture, like I, I just gave you some examples that it can be a mental exercise. It can be a prayer exercise. It can be a journaling exercise, but basically thinking on scripture mm -hmm. when you're not reading scripture, thinking on scripture. That's, that's so rich. Thank you so much. Like this whole conversation, I'm just like, I have to, <laughs> I have to like listen back to like today's so sure <laughs> right away because it's so good. 
Oh, thank you. Thank you. Seriously. Like I, I, I tell you my journey with scripture has been so up and down and I, yeah, I can just so appreciate everything that you're Mm -hmm. saying. Um, I would love to wrap up with a few concluding questions. Yeah. And one of them is just like, what is a resource that, that you would recommend to us that you have found particularly helpful in the work that you do with scripture? So, you know, uh, obviously I'm recommending that people listen to the Bible recap or yes. join a D group or whatever there may be. But, but <laughs> as you're doing those things, as you're in the word and yeah. hopefully in a D group, or even if you're not a great resource that I really love is the free online faith life study Bible. Oh, it's okay. remarkable. Hmm. It's bible.faithlife.com. Okay. It's fantastic. I just want to hug it. It's so great. <laughs> what makes it different? It's so great. First of all, it's user-friendly. The mm-hmm. app is not user-friendly. The first time someone suggested it to me, I got the app and I was like, how do you even like this? <laughs> and they were like, um, maybe try the browser version. I was like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. Yeah. So I would like the way that it's laid out. It's very user-friendly. Mm-hmm. So many different resources and things linked in it. Um, I think that whoever has written the study notes on it um, does it in a way that is really accessible. It's not high-minded language. Like I said, I'm not a scholar. I did not go to seminary. And so I need somebody to talk to me like I'm a real person. Mm -hmm. And it does. Mm -hmm. And it's free. That's one of the reasons I love to recommend it is, I mean, especially in in the world today, people are are strapped for cash, you know? So I want to give them, I don't want to say like, go buy this set of, you know, it's uh, (laughs) $1,800, you know, there there's great software out there that can really help you study the Bible, but it's like 500 bucks. And I want to tell people something that's free. Totally. Do you use the blue letter Bible? Is that what it's I, called? Yes. I love the blue letter Bible. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, that is my most frequently used Greek Hebrew lexicon. Whenever I need to look up the original meaning of a word, I love that mm-hmm. for that. Yeah. I found that, that one to be particularly helpful as well. So I'll throw that out there. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. And then we like to ask like, what is a spiritual practice or discipline that you're loving right now? Obviously being in scripture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is, is there any other disciplines that you like to do? I, let's see, I have been loving lately. I've been trying to write out my prayers. Mm-hmm. I'm a person who, if I am praying and I am just thinking it in my head, my mind will wander off to so many different avenues. Yeah. And so either talking out loud my prayers or journaling my prayers has helped to keep me on track with that. Yeah. John Piper, one time I heard him say that when he is praying or reading his Bible, if someone knocks on his door, he asks for permission to be excused. Oh, He's like, I'm talking to a real person. Yeah. And if, if I were sitting across from you, Leah, and somebody knocked on the door, I wouldn't just get up and go to the door and just hang out with them for half an hour. Right, right. That's so and good. so whatever it takes to remind you that this is a real person that you're engaging with, <laughs> yeah. um, that could be helpful. So for some people, they like, you know, set a, an empty chair across from them and right. they, you know, talk to the empty chair just, just to help them remember that this is a real conversation. But for me, talking my prayers out loud or journaling my prayers has been a way that keeps me from being derailed in prayer. That's good. I, something that I like to do when it comes to that is 
I will kind of like imagine that scene and I think it's in Isaiah when he's he walks into like the throne room and I just imagine mm. like taking the steps towards and like just entering into that room into that presence and that that seems oh, to help me good. kind of <laughs> does an angel in. burn your tongue with a hot coal before you pray each time too <laughs> no no that, <laughs> that part does not sound fun <laughs> Like every morning I take a coal from the, from the charcoal pile and I place it on my tongue. That's right. That's right. I don't wait for the coffee to cool down. I yeah. throw it back. Oh man. Uh, oh, I love it. Is, is, is there anything else that you would like to share with us in terms of your own resources or anything like that? You have so much going on um, that you've mentioned here already, but is there anything else you'd like to share? Yeah. The, um, just, there are two tools that we're about to come out with by the time this releases, they will be up on our website, I believe. But like you mentioned earlier, we don't want to just, um, do the fishing for people. We want to teach them how yeah. to fish. So what we created for next year is a whole Bible study guide that goes along with the Bible recap. Oh, so it's like five questions a day mm-hmm. and they're questions that are oriented around study and research. So we're teaching you how to study the Bible. They are not really self-reflective. They are more, we're teaching you how to study. And so they're, you know, five-ish questions for all 365 days. We also have it just for the New Testament, but then we also are releasing a weekly discussion guide. So these are more personal reflective questions Mm -hmm. that you do with a, with, you know, one other person or with a group of people to talk about how, what you read in the text that week is formative in your life. Yeah. So we have those two options available. They work perfectly together. The questions are all different, but they're designed to function together. And so if you have somebody who's really not only wanting to read the Bible, but also learn how to study the Bible, how did Tara Lee find this thing that Mm -hmm. she just told us about? How did, how did she discover? I've read this and never noticed this. How did she find that? Yeah. And so that's what I'm teaching people how to do with these two tools. Yeah, that's wonderful. And especially because I feel like some people, myself included, sometimes like, well, like you said, like I don't have seminary. I, I'm not going right. to probably never yeah. going to go. Uh-huh. <laughs> so to be able to be like air quotes, a normal person. Um, right. Who, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Who just. That's us. Know, yeah, exactly. Who just needs the resources to try to, you know, figure this out. I just so appreciate you coming on here. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Leah. It's been so great. I have loved listening to your podcast and um, all of your Facebook friends out there who are discussing things in your group. I just praying blessings over all of you as you seek to learn more about the God of the word and the word of God. Yeah. Oh, so good. Thank you. Tara Lee is genuinely just such a gift. She really is. And she has broadened my understanding of scripture but has also explained things in a way that makes me love God more. She is uniquely gifted to take on this enormous task of the Bible recap, and I am just so honestly stinking thankful for her. Like I said earlier, I think that I'm a different person because of her work and how God has used her, and I cannot wait to see the seeds that were planted where that's going to take me in the future. It's just been an unreal year going through the Bible with her. So I just want to thank you, Tara Lee. Uh, you are amazing. Next episode, we have Jeannie Cunyon on talking to us all about the Holy Spirit and her latest book, Don't Miss Out. So don't miss out on this conversation. It's going to be a good one. If you want to catch me on the socials, you can find me at at leah.rempel or at Pod on Instagram or in our Facebook group, School. I'm happy to continue serving you on those platforms. Thank you for spending a little time with us today at School and I-68 Ministries. We are praying that you feel fully surrendered today to the God who made you 
loves you, and wants to partner with you. Class is now dismissed. Go out there and reveal his kingdom.